2: Welcome to Any Stupid Questions, the podcast that lets experts explain their specialist subjects while three comedians get in the way. I am Danielle Ward and joining me to explain how councils work is Tim Rocker, a member for the Harrow Road Ward on Westminster City Council, where he's also the shadow cabinet member for education and economic development. Hello. Hello. Is education and economic development the same category then?
1: Uh, they are in Westminster oh. so the portfolios get divvied up between councillors and those two ended up together this year
2: lovely explanation <laughs> uh, I'm also joined by comedians Keema Bob and Tiernan Dueb hello hello hey and no one listens to the end of podcasts so if you've got anything to plug I'm going to ask you now so <laughs> Tiernan anything to plug
3: uh, yeah I do a weekly podcast about politics and comedy called partly political broadcast that mainly stops me screaming at people in the park
2: and you're also on tour with Frankie Boyle oh yeah I'm supporting Frankie I Boyle
3: too as well that's, that's pretty cool it. yeah yeah if you want yeah
0: and uh, Hey, have you got anything you want to plug? Yeah, uh, a little less cool. Uh, so I run a company. Yeah, that's right, you a company. You run a company, yeah. That's very cool. Of events that showcase and platform women of colour and non-binary people of colour in comedy. It's called the Fems of Colour Comedy Club, and we're going to Underbelly, and we're doing karaoke stuff, and you can find us on Facebook, and it's very fun, and I don't know what's happening. Good you know? plugs. Most people just go, with my Twitter handle? I'm very impressed. Tim, have you got anything you want to plug?
1: You know it was going to be my Twitter handle.
0: Oh, is it? Going
2: to be?
1: To plug your Twitter. Tim 85. There we are.
2: So, local councils this is my first question. Were you always obsessed with bin collection timetables or is this something you've grown into?
1: I can't say I've ever been obsessed with it, but it does seem a number of people in the local area can sometimes be.
2: What are the bin collections like in Westminster?
1: They're absolutely excellent. They're weekly mm. and they're very, very good. Wait, and weekly mm. for all the bins or just weekly for some of the bins? For all the bins. Whoa. Yeah.
3: How many bins are there?
1: You know what? I don't know the answer to that. Tim, I feel like you've already
0: <laughs> let us down. Weekly so weekly in the, in the building?
1: Uh, wherever you live.
0: Uh, is that enough?
1: For some people, not for others. Apparently,
0: hmm.
2: I live in Yorkshire now, and it's uh, once a fortnight.
1: Ah, uh, controversial.
3: Again, for all, but you don't get any week because where I <laughs> is a really is, confusing. This is thing.
2: already starting off to be the best episode of this.
3: <laughs> it's well, like I've got three different bins, which is already baffling. I think it was dry recycling, normal one, and then unwanted guests. I think is that something like that. <laughs> uh, but then, what two of them go out every other week, and one of them goes out the every other. Oh, that is yeah. what
0: you, how you And the best remember? thing is when
3: you hear someone bringing their been out and you're like, uh, you've got the wrong day
2: I <laughs> win. So how many people vote in local elections?
1: So generally the turnout can be around 30, 35% in a oh, good is people. In a good <laughs> election, number of people. So I was elected by about 1600 people and there are about 7,000 electors I think in my ward um, more or more or less. Pretty good. It's re- It's reasonable but you're right, not enough people know about their local councillors. Some have a very high profile if you do lots of work in the community if you're on social media and you're responsive to people's questions and queries and you help them out you're better known others are fairly unknown characters I expect.
0: Mm, So a kind of Donald Trump style approach to being in touch with the people.
1: Um, I'm not sure anybody (laughs) has a Donald Trump style (laughs) approach in local government but
0: I guess because the thing is with an MP
2: you know what their job is they are the person that is in charge of a constituency and you go to them Mm. with your problems and they represent you in parliament as a councillor aren't there like loads of you who's the King of the council. I don't, I, I have no idea how councils work. Is the local MP your boss? I don't, how does it work?
1: Uh, well, it's, it's actually quite similar, just on a local level. So if you think that your MP represents your concerns to the national government, your local councillor represents your concerns to the council. There is a, I guess you could say there is a head councillor in the way that there is a leader of the council mm-hmm. um, that councillors together have chosen and they're in charge of the council as a whole. Um, but in, in terms of who we answer to, that's theoretically at the ballot box voters when you decide to either vote for us again or cook us out?
2: And you decide as a council who is the leader.
1: Yeah, so generally that tends to be the majority of councillors who are from one party will pick one of their councillors to be the leader of the council.
2: OK, so you're a uh, Labour. Yep. So you're, who's the head of your...
1: So it's a Conservative leader of the council. In what? Minnesota. That I has know. blown
2: my mind. I know. <laughs>
1: How did that happen? You're rubbing it in now. So we are a we're a relatively small opposition group, but we got bigger last year in the local election. So you have to sit at the back of the room and sort of shout things from there. It certainly feels like that sometimes, but no, we're on the side of the room, so it's a horseshoe. It's a horseshoe meeting room.
3: Jeez. And where does the leader sit then, in the
1: middle of the horseshoe? Uh, at the front, towards one side. Right. Yeah.
2: Is like, are there always twelve people on the council? I imagine it's like the Last Supper.
1: So there's sixty councillors in Westminster. Okay. Uh, representing about a quarter of a million people, and it differs from council to council.
2: And you all have your patch. Within. We all have
1: our patch, and there's generally three councillors for each. Ward? It differs up and down the country, to be honest. Um, a patch? Well, we call it a ward.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: that's the distinct area that we represent, the collection of streets in my case.
0: So, like, a patch within <laughs> a sticking with patch
1: Yes. Although okay. we could get ourselves into pretty confusing so, territory But, but here. this is
2: why we wanted to do one on councils, because I have what? no idea. It just seems so...
1: So if you think that Britain's a pretty bonkers place, local yeah. government's a good way to start, okay. because what it is is it's... Lots of layers of very confusing local government, which is probably not the best way to keep people informed as to what's going on. So you've got counties that are uh, essentially medieval in their origin. Then you've got boroughs that are also um, originally from that time that have their own councils. So you might have two tiers. If you're from Nottinghamshire, you might have your local borough council. Which I
2: am. (laughs) Well
1: we done. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll tell me if I'm wrong on this one. You'll have your borough council and then you'll have your county council. Yes. In London, generally, you just have your borough councils. But then, of course, we've got Sadiq leading the London Authority.
2: Jeez. And how do the borough councils and the county councils join up? Do they have different jobs that they look after? Or is it like a, a, a layer
1: system? They will have different jobs. I mean, each... Different councils will have different jobs, but in a, in a two-tiered system like in Nottinghamshire, you might find that the borough council looks after collecting your bins, it might look after libraries, uh, whereas the county council might be responsible for roads, it cricket. might be responsible of cricket. pretty important in that part of the world, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I used to work for um, the licensing team at Camden Council
3: and we had to deal with everything from how late pubs could open also to, like, events. And we once had to reject an event because it was a parade where a person of diminutive stature wanted to attach a hoover to their penis and we had to say Mm. that due to public indecency we couldn't do it. So which bit of the council has to... Because that that had to go through council levels. Somebody had to look at that and go...
1: Nah. So, so that'll have been probably a licensing committee uh, made up of different councillors who consider those applications. And as you say, you get applications for, for some pretty weird and wonderful things, I think. I've not been on a licensing committee myself. You are missing out on some very exciting
2: stuff. See, this is, this is the thing. We just take it for granted that these things happen mm-hmm. and somebody somewhere has been elected by the people to yeah. decide whether someone is allowed to wear a hoover on their knob.
3: I, I just felt it was unfair because, I, I, you know, it sounded like a really exciting event. Mm. And you couldn't see anything because there was a hoover
0: attached. Well, so, exactly. Anything, I'm sure uh, it was a tough decision to make, OK? Yeah,
3: it did, it did take a couple of weeks to uh, get yeah. an injection, so um, fair play.
0: Sounds tough. Cambridge, okay, do you have a, a question? Yeah. Do you guys ever just get to, like, hang out, you know, lay your hair down and counsel together?
1: Uh, there aren't that many social events that we have as a council. There are a few every year, but we don't do that sort of thing.
0: Man, sounds sounds like a pretty serious gig there. You it? don't hang
1: out with like councillors from
3: other other boroughs, other areas. There's not like
0: yeah.
3: a an annual council
0: you know
2: what I mean? like, <laughs> like a bash. A five side yeah. or something. Is there like a, a Westminster versus... ping pong tournament?
1: There isn't. These are all ideas I should probably probably take yeah, back. Yeah, I yeah.
2: These all sound like good fun. You know, bonding. <laughs>
3: Where does the council now get funding from? Because I know that the council funding's been cut absolutely Mm. loads and is going to continue to be cut till 2020 and then you're going to have like nothing left and then what have you got to do Just sort of sell... Body parts, or what's how yeah, are you going to yeah. do that?
1: Yeah, it's really, really bad. The austerity that councils have faced, doesn't matter what political party, has been really horrendous. So, most councils will probably have seen the amount of money they have reduced by 40 to 50 percent wow. in the last 10 years. Um, where do we get our money from? Council tax is one of the sources, it's not as big as you might think. We get money from the government called revenue support grant. Then we're almost like a funnel for money as well. So, housing benefit is distributed through local councils, uh, money for schools comes from the government via local councils to your local school parking fees there's all sorts of fees and fines that can come a council's mm. way so it's a real mixture but they're facing a really difficult time so where will you get your money from
3: <laughs> because i read i read that, that council
1: having to sell off quite a lot of buildings
3: and and then you sort of wonder are you you know are you guys going to be around in three years or what are we going to have to do am i going to have to start filling in potholes myself <laughs> that's what i want to know i don't know how to where's do it
0: where's the money going so, like, uh, so it, the, well,
1: the government is cutting the amount of money it gives to local councils, um, which is a problem. I didn't, I didn't mention business rates, actually, sorry, which is right. a big one that I should have mentioned. But they've gone up. Mm. Uh, they have. Um, in
2: London, they've gone up an insane amount. But local councils mm.
1: don't keep all their business rates. So Westminster probably takes in about a billion pounds in business rates, but it only keeps a fraction of that because the rest of that money is redistributed across the country.
0: Business okay. Business rates. What's a business rate?
1: It's a tax <laughs> on on local businesses.
0: OK, uh,
2: solid. Yeah. So you say council tax doesn't bring in that much money, but is council tax ring-fenced for your council? Is that literally the money that Westminster raises goes to Westminster That is council? true. The council
1: tax does get kept by the local council, but as I say, it's only part of the money that you get. You can spend it on anything that you, you want, theoretically, but other things are hypothecated is the word that means that they have to be spent on the thing the government gave you the, the money for okay. so if they give you a dedicated schools grant that money has to go on schools
3: in Westminster does the House of Parliament pay business rates or council tax and then who has to collect mm-hmm. does like <laughs> Theresa May have to have that on a direct debit or what how does that work
1: so if, if <laughs> Theresa May will be paying council tax at 10 Downing Street to Westminster Council at least she should be right um, I don't think Parliament plays pays business rates Oh, wow. So it's exempt. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's not a shop. It's not a business.
3: Mm. It should have a shop, though. It must
1: have a
2: gift shop. It's got shop. a bar. I bet it's got a gift Heavily shop, Heavily subsidised bar. It <laughs> should have a, a gift, gift shop. Isn't
1: there a gift shop, Oh, there'll be, there'll be a gift it's shop. It's
2: like Big Ben's? Apparently Come it doesn't on. have a gift <laughs> shop.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable.
2: So, when we talk about council tax, there's always that thing of, you know, that's, you pay your council tax, that's how you get your bins collected, that's how, but it, I also heard that it's, it pays for, like, does it pay for the police, the ambulance service, the fire service? Is that council tax or is that a
1: different thing? No, most of police money comes from government again, although they can raise some money locally that the council collects on behalf of the local police. It's called a precept. So, you'll get your council tax bill and there'll be the money for the council and then there's the top up that the police have asked for as well. And um,
2: that's on your actual bill, Like a
1: bit that the police... Well, depending on how your local authority does it, you might see how the money's uh, been spent or or brought in. But you're right, council tax is only... uh, Sorry, the bins is only part of what we spend our money on. So I think a few years ago, there was some research and talking in average terms across the country, of every pound that you pay in council tax, only eight or nine pence might be spent on the bins, for example, whereas 25, 26 pence might be spent on looking after vulnerable... Uh, vulnerable people in the community. So some of our older residents, another 20 pence might be spent on looking after children, Mm. vulnerable children.
0: So social services sort of thing. May I ask, how, how do you come up with these figures of what to ask people for, slash... (laughs) <laughs> Why is my council tax so damn high?
1: Well, I think one of the problems in this country is that council tax doesn't seem to be working. So it's based mm. on the value of your property, but the last time the valuations were done was in the 1990s. So a mm. band A property in Westminster back in the 1990s was about 40 grand, um, but the most expensive band was £360,000. And, of course, there mm. are houses and flats in Westminster that are worth many, many millions. Mm-hmm. So it's a tax that doesn't work. That's the problem.
2: Why hasn't it been changed? Because you're right, it's ridiculous that it's... It's basically like the poll tax now, which there were riots about, which was, you know, everybody has to pay the same amount to provide for local services, and everybody went, we're not doing that, that means a rich person is paying the same as a poor person, but we are in that exact situation now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so governments have been really scared of revaluing Property to make the tax work in that sense, and I just don't think it's very high up the political agenda. I mean, there's there's other things on our agenda there are at the moment. A few things going on at the moment. Um, so that's probably one reason. But we need to have a clear a clear system as well. And I think the government is piloting now local authorities keeping more of the business rates they collect. Mm-hmm. But there's a fairness question there as well because not everybody spending money on Oxford Street or on the High Street in Manchester is from Manchester or from Westminster. So is it right that those authorities keep all the money raised? from the taxes collected Ooh. on their businesses.
3: Is it, there's a lot of things that I'm very... I mean, it's sort of, I know it's been mentioned several times, but a lot of things where I'm very confused about is exactly what is it that you have to fund from our council tax, and then what is it that you need the funding for? Because I know that social care cuts are affecting the NHS, yeah. and because the NHS having to take the hit, and police are having to take the hit on certain people with mental health issues. Also, You know, yeah. is it, it must all just... I mean, it's all going wrong, isn't it? It's all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: all just terrible. That's, that's not the note we want to finish on. <laughs> so, I mean, you're, you're, you're right. Our steroids is having a really bad effect. Um, and councils are getting less money from the government to spend on these things like adult social care. And, you know, there are things like pay increases, which are absolutely right for carers um, that need to happen because they're not paid enough. But at the same time, that's even more money that councils are then having to pay, but they're not being funded by, by central government. So central government's raising wages, but not giving the money to replace it. So, right, um, in which I, case, I, let me ask you, let me ask you mm-hmm. a more positive what's, what, what's one of the nice things you get to do
3: in the council?
0: <laughs> 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 must be something, what must makes be, you a, smile a, yeah. at work? <laughs> There's some
3: nice gardens you get to There must be some, like, a nice collage done by primary school oh, kids oh, you oh, get festivals to put on a wall. Or, yeah, yeah, there
1: yeah. Must yeah. Be, I mean, Baker. the people who, who have the fun stuff <laughs> yeah, to Baker. do in councils are the mayors because they go and they open charity events and they attend, God knows, balls. Cut the the,
0: the ribbon. The ribbon, the ribbon cutting. They
1: get to do all that, and I think in Westminster, in a couple of places, the mayors are on a on a particular pedestal as well because they get to meet very important people like the Queen. Um, But they're
2: just ceremonial mayors. They're not proper Mm. mayors. So So, I mean, they're basically like a, a a show dog. I apologise mm. to any mayor. do
1: wow. <laughs> <laughs> <Like, you laughs> have the wigs
2: that look mares. a bit
3: like a dog's ears, don't they? <laughs> but, sort of...
2: but it's odd because, again, it's so confusing. We have Sadiq Khan, we have Andy Burnham, we yeah. have actual mayors with yeah. actual jobs and then you have the people in the robes who just wander but around. But then they
3: look like actual mayors like well, Sadiq Khan should wear ra- come on
0: uh, does he even have him. a big gold
3: chain does Sadiq Khan have a big gold chain <laughs> I don't think he gets the chain what
0: I know that's ridiculous is that for mares it? or rappers? bit of both yeah bit of both
3: <laughs> yeah well, rappers Wait, well, yeah that's <laughs> confusing isn't it and a big gold flavour
2: flavour clock round his neck that's what you <laughs> That'd want that would be awesome neck. yeah Tim can I ask you how slash why did you become a counsellor
1: ooh. ooh that's a very very good question did
0: you always know Tim
1: from, uh, from early child I can't, I can't say that I did I think there's something quite nice about representing the community that you live in it sounds pretty corny but yeah. it's quite nice I mean, I've very rapidly discovered it's not a power trip because there's very, very little power involved. I mean, it
2: doesn't sound like a power trip to me.
1: (laughs) Um, And it is enjoyable helping people out. And you get really diverse sort of questions and queries where you help residents. So housing is a really big one in London. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you get residents who've got issues with being in overcrowded housing or where there's damp. And that's where you can call in environmental health at the council to make sure landlords are are properly ensuring the properties they're renting out are, are decent for people. People can get very angry about things like one-way systems um, in their roads, that sort of thing, or youth clubs. Mm. Youth clubs have been shutting down because of austerity, trying to find money to keep them open. Local government covers so much, and it's all very important, but unfortunately it sounds incredibly dull most of the time. But
2: do people come to you then with their problems? Because there's this whole sort of like, oh, my husband has been arrested, so I've gone Mm. to my local MP, but do they come Mm. to the councillor first? Are, Are you a better port of call?
1: Well, no, no. An MP will always have higher profile. um, And I think, frankly, people are more likely to take notice of their local MP. But we do have surgeries every week where residents can come to us with issues. And if it's an issue that's related to a service the council's providing, Mm -hmm. it makes more sense. Very often you get good working relationships between councillors, and MPs, so they work on cases together, perhaps. I've got a very good local MP, Karen Buck, in North Westminster, who works incredibly hard, and she's got a lot of casework, so we work as a team together.
3: But you say it's not a power trip, but I'd have thought people care a lot more about, say, stuff that councils have to deal with. Than you know, I, I think that so sort of the average person on the street, who I'm just going to generalise horribly here, cares probably less about, foreign aid than what happens with their bins, right? That sort of stuff's got to be more important to yeah, the, the average person.
1: Absolutely. So planning, which we haven't touched on, is a really big area because you, you do have a view, most people have a view on what's going to be built, whether their local pubs are disappearing too fast, what the high street looks like. So, yeah, local councils are involved in a lot of stuff that people do feel really strongly about. Does that mean you're also on the front line for a lot of
3: complaints? Like, do you get quite a lot of angry people yeah. all the time? Because I, I remember where my parents live, one of, our, one of their local councils got... A silly amount of complaints because a postbox moved from one side of the road to the other. And that, I mean, that poor councillor had more letters of hate than I think <laughs> you, you, many other things. You, yeah. you
1: can get complaints. I'm lucky. I've only been a councillor for three years. so I'm still relatively new. Planning is a big one for people getting very angry about stuff because then you get into neighbour-neighbour disputes. So, you know, when people are going to build an extension to their house and the neighbour's mm-hmm. really annoyed about the blockage of sunlight, these sorts of things.
2: I was going to ask about this. So my husband, as he is now, his dad... <laughs> built a house in the back garden and it took about eight years because every time a bit got built there'd be another planning hurdle mm. and it'd be all these planning regulations that he found very frustrating. H- whose side are you on as the council? Because he's building a house, it's a new house for someone but then someone else is moaning that they can't see the lake as well.
1: It's really difficult, I mean each council will have its own plans and its own perspectives on things so places like Kensington and Chelsea and Westminster have a problem with these huge basements developments that richer people perhaps do and it causes a lot of building work and a lot of chaos to streets so they have specific policies on that and you know more rural areas will have policies around that it is really controversial um and it ultimately involves councillors weighing up the arguments and then coming to a view based on the on the facts but you can end up with some very very unhappy people
2: can i just ask so i've got like a million questions in my head but this i think this is the, the important one why aren't councils building more houses
1: Ah, uh, you mean more council houses?
2: Yes, more council houses, more social housing. Is this a local council issue? Is this a big government issue? Where does this It's it's a
1: mixture of both. So, I mean, frankly, money is always an issue in these things in terms of bringing the money to to do it. And in in London, that becomes a bigger issue because land is very expensive, although lots of councils own land that they can develop as well. Um, So money is a little bit of an issue. Ideology can come into it, whether some councils have got the motivation to actually, you know, get up and do something and build the houses that they need. So I think it's really good that we're starting to see local councils like Lewisham and others starting to build more council homes, but we're still well behind. Is there a big problem... Uh, you know from a council level and the fact that sort of affordable housing
3: isn't really affordable for anyone <laughs> like because all the kind of criteria for building affordable
1: housing and building social housing are built around these numbers that no one can really afford yeah anywhere. I mean I think affordable housing as a term now is pretty pretty useless I don't think anybody it's cute recognises it <laughs> yeah but I don't think anybody thinks it's actually affordable um, I used and, to have
2: a joke about that when I did stand up where affordable housing <laughs> in London just means somewhere the shake can keep his coat
1: um, <laughs> yeah because it's
2: ridiculous and like no one can afford it so what happens in London, if you live outside of London, and you, you might be aware of this, but you get these big housing developments and a percentage of which is meant to be affordable housing, not even social housing, affordable housing. And then the developers decide that they're not going to honour that. Why aren't the council coming down on their asses more?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So some councils have been really weak, Westminster has. So you get big developments for hotels or what have you where they're meant to build some affordable housing on site, and then if not, they're meant to make a contribution, and then they argue the toss over how much the contribution should be. And it's about councils having some backbone and putting their foot down and applying the policies that they supposedly have on how much developers should be paying.
3: But like you said, is it also to do with sort of government housing regulation? Like, does does there need to be more regulations at
1: a kind of governmental level for councils to to then have more backbone about it? You know, would that help? or is Possibly, but there certainly has to be more money. I think that's a real issue. Because if you think now, say Westminster wanted to build more council housing, as it does, um, and it wants to regenerate a particular area of the city. um, The only way it leverages in money to do that is by building some other housing in partnership with a private developer very often Mm. um, because it doesn't have the finance necessarily itself to to build housing anymore or not as much as it would like.
2: If you're enjoying Any Stupid Questions, you can follow us on Twitter at Any Stupid Cues and it would be helpful if you rated and reviewed us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you very much.
3: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: How much does council politics reflect national party politics? For example, uh, are there very few liberal Democrat councillors? (laughs) And the ones that do exist, are they absolutely useless mm.
1: yeah. Well I am going to be political because I'm Labour so yeah, you know Labour's obviously the best no but, um, <laughs> but there is um, uh, it does reflect party lines and it's a shame really because I think you'd think local government would be the less controversial part of government Yeah, there isn't a particularly conservative way to collect rubbish or particularly Labour way but actually with austerity now because councils are having to face really difficult choices, I think local politics probably has become more political in a way that it wasn't before, um, mm. and that's that's pretty depressing.
3: Did it used to be the thing? I, I could be wrong here, but I remember sort of with UKIP councils and things like that. Councils were the level where people took a bit of a risk, and they're like, "This is what I'd like to vote for," but I know that I live in a safe MP seat, so I'm going <laughs> to vote mm-hmm. for this council. You know, is that? Do you feel that's changed now? Then do you think, as you're saying, if it's got more political, people are now saying, "No, these are the kind of parties that I actually want." You know, at, at all levels, kind of thing. It's
1: um. um so I think that, you know, I, no, no, I choice. think I think um, smaller parties, if they work very hard, have got a better chance of getting into a council because the turnout's so low. So I think, in fairness, places where UKIP won, which were, uh, I think, areas of the southeast. I don't, I can't, remember, you know, Thanet and others. They got in because they worked very, very hard with some pretty dodgy ideas, I would say, in those areas. Mm. But, you know, wh- whether Liberal Democrats reflect Di- Liberal Democrats at the national stage, probably. And same with Labour and, and Conservatives.
2: Do people vote like that? Like, So I used to live in St Pancras and Holborn, my, my MP Keir Starmer... Mm. Safe Labour seats, but also I voted Keir Starmer. But then on a council level, I'm like, well, this is where, like you say, this is where I get to have a bit of fun. Do people actually? Mm. Do, I say a bit of fun. But <laughs> I get to vote, what I'm saying is, I get to vote Green. Um, so, yeah. do people do that? Is there like the, you know, their flagship? Politician, and then
1: I'm sure there'll be some stats on it. So I can only talk from experience when I've been to the election count, when mm-hmm. the votes are being counted, and you do see some interesting choices that that people are making when the, when the counts are being tallied up. So you might have people who decide, you know, they do want a Labour and two Greens because, of course, it's you're electing three councillors, so you've got a bit of a mm-hmm. bit of a choice there. Yeah. And some people like to mix it up. You get some people who uh, will only vote for female candidates, or you, mm-hmm. or you get a mixture. So people do take more of a Not a liberty, that's the wrong word, but they're willing to experiment more.
3: And do you think it's also to do with how much people are aware of what you do? Because I met the Hammersmith councillor, one of the Labour councillors there, and they did like a really big conscious campaign to kind of let the local people in the area know that they were going to change things, they were going to do things different. But it sounded very impressive but the main reason they seemed to get elected or change from, yeah. from Conservative today was because they went in and said, you need to know that voting for us is important. Yeah. And is that, I mean, do you think that that's not necessarily from yours, but is that missing in general from kind of, you're saying turnout's low, yeah. is that because not enough people have a clue what you do?
1: Well, po- <sighs> that's probably part of the problem. We've just been discussing how complicated the whole thing is, to be honest. Um, There is a problem with people not turning out in elections locally as much as they should do. Nationally, it's improving a little. But you're right, that's a really good example, Hammersmith and Fulham, and I can think of many others where there are, and it'll happen with all parties, I don't want to say it's Labour, where there'll have been groups of people who are really committed, they wanted to get elected to the council and for for several years beforehand, they'll have been heavily involved in their community as volunteers, they'll form a local action group to do stuff about making sure that the pub that's shut down isn't turned into a betting shop, making sure the local park is, you know, properly cleaned or or what have you. And and people start to recognise that these are people who are getting involved and standing up for their community. And those people do tend to get elected after they put that hard work in. It does tend to get recognised.
2: Because it used to just be, I mean, I always thought of councillors as being the prestige position you have, you know, my example being... The only councillor that I recognised was the butcher from Coronation Street. He's a butcher for years on Coronation Street and then he becomes a councillor on Coronation Street. This is all fictional but because he's a local member of the community quite a high profile one, One. it's a thing that you do to make yourself a bit prestigious but then those sorts of people probably don't work as hard as you, do they Tim?
1: Oh, you've been very, very kind there. There are some really hardworking councillors f- working far harder than me.
2: But there are probably some real lazy ones as well, right, who just take the stipend and then... There, there will be,
1: mm. uh, like in any walk of life, and the job mm-hmm. is for voters to, to hold them to account. You know, are you hearing from them? Are they listening? Are they responding to your emails quickly? If I feel guilty about how quickly I respond to emails from residents, um, I use social media quite a lot, such as uh, you know, local Facebook groups or Twitter or, or, or whatever there is, because it's your job to go out and speak to people and, and hear what the issues are.
2: Do many councillors go on to become politicians? Because Stella Creasy was a councillor,
1: I think so. A politician, yeah, I think so. There's there's a mixture. Many do, um, and then and then many don't. I think it's probably. I think it's quite good. Um, yeah. because I think it's given you some experience of local issues and and then you move on to the national stages. Do
3: you have world. all the same rituals with like council meetings? You know like that how parliament <laughs> always <laughs> have to have the the black rod banging on the door and all the mace thing and all that nonsense. You do you have that with council meetings it must...
1: at Westminster? We do have a mace that's do brought you? in you before have, the lord have mayor your walks, own walks in. Mace? Yeah, yeah. Some councils will be more traditional than others. I think some councils still have prayers before the meeting starts. Wow. How um, many
2: councils sacrifice virgins? Is that still yeah, a thing? Mess. Was that everything? Data
1: yet to be collected. <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. As a Westminster councillor, are you ever tempted to try and fuck with the MPs? Like ordering roadworks outside? Do you order roadworks? Is that what? Is that part of your job?
1: In Westminster, some of the roads are controlled by TfL and some are controlled by the local council. Um,
2: and d- yeah. is there literally a map? And like it says. So do you go in and go, well, that's a TFL road, so we don't get to do that one, but this one's our road?
1: Well, yes, but I mean, TFL look after the main roads. The big roads. Yeah, the big roads. But if you blocked all the little roads leading
3: to those main (laughs) roads, (laughs) then they wouldn't be able to get to them. (laughs) And then you can hold them to ransom.
2: (laughs) Uh, Do you have another question, Tina?
3: Oh, that was sort of it. No, um, <laughs> I'm. I'm still curious about the ceremony. What What are the procedures that you have to do as a councillor? Then, as you're saying that some people are full time and, and you're not, yeah. what do you have to turn up to?
1: So you have to attend the council meetings. The meetings are the full council. And how often I, are I they? I think there are six a year, and you can be disqualified as a councillor if you don't attend a requisite number of them you generally get put on a scrutiny committee which I mentioned before the ceremonial side I think it really differs and depends on the council that you're in Westminster has quite a lot of ceremonial because it's a city and it's Westminster others might not have as much do you have to go to all of the ceremonial things though? Uh, yeah we tend to we tend to go to the stuff we're invited to is
3: did a big smile there is it like good fun <laughs> well I mean
1: uh, Westminster we're really fortunate so we have
2: we got uh, loads of embassies do you go to any ambassador so the, the,
1: the, the <laughs> Lord Mayor certainly goes to things at, okay. at local Ooh. embassies you know and the Harrow Road, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I used to work for the South Korean Embassy, or the Korean Embassy as it's called, and the mm. North Korean Embassy was on Harrow Road, but mm. quite far out.
1: Far out. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, like it was, it's not It in West was like a
2: four-bedroom house somewhere.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got a number of embassies, and I, I don't know this for sure, but I'm sure they've got their own issues that they raise with the council. I mean, when Donald Trump was coming, he was, sorry, when he was going to come, there was a lot of controversy in Westminster because he'd just done the ban on people from certain countries visiting the US Mm -hmm. and there were a number of residents in Westminster who had backgrounds from those countries Mm -hmm. yet they were paying council tax in Westminster for services where we were going to be sorting out things for his visit if you know what Mm -hmm. I mean and it didn't seem right so Westminster residents do have to put up with an awful lot.
2: But they also have to pay far less in council tax
3: than other places.
2: I'm not saying that makes up for it. <laughs> I'm not saying you go, well, look at our council tax I bill. I as much towards
3: yeah. Donald Trump having clean streets.
2: I mean, my friend Ben lives in Wandsworth and uh, his council tax is really low and he said it's absolutely disgusting. Like, it's Aww. really low council tax. But Westminster, because you have so many tourists, they have to still do a lot of stuff. But in Wandsworth, mm. he said it's like living in Mad Max or something. It's really awful.
1: Mm. <laughs> We're going back on to council tax, but councils are now limited in how much they can increase council tax to 2% a year. And low council tax, I don't think I'm going to cover myself in glory here, but look, nobody wants high taxes. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, when taxes are too low it's quite bad. And low taxes in Westminster are not something we should be proud of. Westminster is a city that has got incredible wealth, but it's also got incredible poverty as well. So some of the worst child poverty in Britain is actually in the north of Westminster. We have some of the poorest neighbourhoods in the country as well. And so I don't think it's something that we should be proud of, that we've got such low tax that we can't provide the services that we probably should be providing.
2: Can I ask, Tim, uh, is it a full-time job being a counsellor or do you have some sort of side hustle?
1: A side hustle. So I work full-time for a university, so it's, that's my, my side Ooh, hustle, I suppose. Yeah. So it's a mixture. I mean, you do get a number of people who are counsellors who are retired, but it does involve a reasonably big time commitment. I'm very lucky. I serve with three councillors, two of which are retired. So there's a good balance in terms of the team. Is uh, it but- unpaid, then, being a counsellor? it differs mm. so if you're a county most councillors get an allowance so if you're a county councillor in Nottinghamshire you'll get an allowance of perhaps 12 or 13,000 pounds if you're a borough councillor because mm. the borough council does a bit less that might be 3 or 4,000 pounds and then if you do specific jobs on yeah. the council so if you're the cabinet member for the environment you'll get an additional allowance and then the leader that i mentioned earlier will get a, a significant amount of money. And it is a full-time job for, for a leader, pretty much. So they might get yeah. thirty or £40,000. But so. it isn't a
2: full-time... See, again, this is a thing that I've n- never really yeah. understood. So it's kind of like... It's not like a voluntary job, but it's sort mm. of like but a... But does
3: it balance out by all the sort of cakes that you get to eat at all the different
2: yeah.
1: events so that you're not really paying for food? I've not been logging the cakes or the <laughs> biscuits, but I'm probably, I'm probably going to start. I mean, you're right, it's in, this middle, <laughs> it's in this middle ground where we can't decide whether we want councillors to be... Full committed, time, yeah. committed, but when, then they get criticised for being full-time politicians. Okay, and, and we've got too many politicians, is, is some people's view.
0: about the positive of uh, still experiencing uh, life as a civilian, as a as a normie, yes, mm, mm, as a muggle. So you're you're elected, but you're not a politician, but you're not
2: a civil servant, but you're not a volunteer. It's a f- British council systems are?
1: Other countries, most, well, many local politicians are full-time. It's a mixture. And then there are Mm. councillors in this country who aren't paid at all at a different level, which is your your parishes or your town councils, which deal with very small things. But you're right, it's a really confusing system. (laughs) It's not clear where the responsibilities lie. And um, we can't make our minds up who should be doing it full-time or part-time. You've definitely sold it to me.
2: I mean, how do you find time to to be a councillor? Aren't you, so you're on five councils?
1: No. Oh, no. You get allocated committees. Okay. Uh, so, I'm on a couple of committees at the council. So, I'm on the planning committee and I'm on the education and economic development scrutiny committee, where we sort of challenge Ooh. the councillor who's in charge of those issues about what he or she is doing on those areas. Okay. But no, I work full time. Westminster's quite good, and a lot of councils are quite good in terms of having their meetings in the evening. Um, other councils, they'll have them during the day, and people will have to take time off work if they're in work.
2: How much power do you have as a councillor?
1: So there's obviously less if you're in opposition yeah um,
2: is, is there because I thought the whole point about council I mean this is why I asked because I thought councils if you were a, if you're a council that's majority labor. Then surely your council, as a even though you're opposition, technically in terms of you know the party politics and national level.
1: So what I mean is, we're in opposition in Westminster because oh, okay. the Conservatives control the council. Oh, so there okay. are a number of policies that we would like to have seen happen. Yeah. Um, that they they are not pursuing.
2: But you can, if if you were a Labour council, if you were a Labour council somewhere, mm. uh, so you're saying Manchester, yeah. Uh, then you do have more power than yeah. the Conservatives in the area.
1: Yeah. And, and it can make a big difference. Manchester is a really good example, I think, of a city that since um, the bombing in 1996, the local council has worked really, really hard and Manchester's done phenomenally well in the years afterwards. So yes, you can have quite a lot of power and I think councils have also got a role to just lead as well and be a voice in terms of attracting investment or standing up for local residents on issues. Hammersmith and Fulham, the local hospital, was a massive issue for residents in that area. But, but there's, a, there's a fine line between power and influence yeah. as well. And I think councillors... A lot of what your local councillor will do, not the cabinet member for whatever, is to nag, cajole, moan to get what you want done. Done.
2: We've got time for one more question each. Could be as stupid as you like.
3: What is the weirdest thing you've had to deal with as a councillor? Any like particularly weird disputes or anything that you can that you can tell us about? <laughs>
1: You know, I thought this might come up, and I couldn't think of anything particularly weird. I'm sure other councillors have, but sometimes it's really small stuff. So hedgerows, for example, and people not cutting them back really annoy people. And you can have a conversation, (laughs) and I have had a conversation for three quarters of an hour with a resident who is really annoyed about their neighbour's hedgerow, and you finally get a word in edgeways, like, have you actually gone and spoken to your neighbour about it? And they won't have done so. I'm the one who ends up going around. So a lot of this stuff seems really trivial, but it dominates people's lives, so it's very important. And how bad it. was the hedgerow, is it? Yeah. It wasn't that
0: bad. But in fact, <laughs> that's right.
2: If I'd just moved somewhere, I wouldn't go and talk to my neighbour if I lived in London because I'd be very scared of them because... It- Neighbours can be scary. Say, where like if there's any. Like, I lived in a flat in Brighton and there was really bad noise pollution upstairs. And I wouldn't go and talk to them because I was scared that they were going to hit me. So instead, I just made lots of complaints to the council.
1: (laughs) That's one way of dealing with it.
2: (laughs) Do you not think that?
1: Oh, I think by and large, people are quite nice in London.
2: The other thing I was going to say about hedgerows is they are annoying if they grow long. Like, whose job is that? My next door neighbour, I've spoken to him. His hedgerow's growing really long. Can I get you to cut his hedgerow?
1: Are you allowed to do that? I don't think I'm allowed to do that. well let's put it this way I'm not going to do that if he won't (laughs) cut his hedgerow
2: and I'm not going to do it in case I get killed um, (laughs) could I give someone at the council some (laughs) shears
1: You're going to provide the shears for us to do
2: I will this. rent some shears for someone at the council yeah. in the position of authority to cut the hedgerow. OK. Does S- that work? Similarly,
1: oh. can
3: you fill in potholes? Like, can you turn up with a bucket yeah. of tarmac? If it's not been done, can be you like On oh, one it? of your evenings when you're
1: doing council stuff, can you just be like, oh, OK, I'll do it tonight? Uh, potholes are a massive one, but I'm not qualified to fill in potholes either. What?
0: If I know. What are we here <laughs> for, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable.
0: I'm really enjoying this passion for hedgerows. Well,
2: it's it is they all hang and they creep all
0: people <laughs> oh who don't... Mow their lawns as well, or <laughs> if the front garden's full of fridges. I'm sorry, I, I live above a shop. I have no stake in this. Kima, uh, you, you said that you uh, get an allowance. Can you also be grounded?
1: Can we be grounded? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a really really good question. Hmm. Um, is
0: there a time out?
1: There there is a code of conduct for councillors hmm. and we're expected Ooh. to observe you know some C-c-c. reasonable standards of behaviour. Um, I'm not sure it would be termed as as, as grounding. But Mm. councillors can be disqualified, ultimately. I don't know enough about that, to be honest.
0: Intense. My final
2: question is, what are the best biscuits at the meetings?
1: Ooh. Uh, Well, custard creams are are a weakness of mine. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's nothing exotic, and the sandwiches are pretty lame as well Mm. at meetings. Really? Mm. Yeah. and when you finish your day's work to go to a meeting to have some pretty toe curling sandwiches it's not great how do they expect you to deal with hedgerows when you've had media sandwiches
2: what's going on (laughs) with like a utility belt full of things to take care of stuff Mm -hmm. for your constituents are they called constituents if you're a
1: councillor yeah I mean Mm -hmm. you can say constituents I tend to say residents but yeah
0: I'd call them my homies that would also work uh, that's why you should run as a councillor thank you I feel like after this um, I'm informed I'm going to vote so much now yeah I... And you can only vote once. <laughs> 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 Why? <laughs> well, that's what
2: we've got time for. Thank you to Kima Bob, Tin, and Duyeb, and Tim Rocker. Any Stupid Questions was devised and presented by me, Danielle Ward, and produced by Ed Morris for the Internet.
1: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?